0: Welcome to Invitations to Play, Learn, Grow, the podcast. I am your creative solutions creator and professional messmaker. For those of you who are joining our broadcast for the first time, my name is Teresa. And this week, we are going to talk about sensory learning. Sensory learning can take many different forms occur in many different ways. Today I'm going to give you tips, tools, and then I'm going to talk about some activities that you can engage in that will help build sensory learning. So let's get started. I'm gonna start by giving you a tip. The tip I want to give you today is that I want you to ask questions when preparing to engage in sensory learning. I want you to ask questions that spark learning. I want you to ask questions like what do these materials feel like? What do these materials remind you of? What kinds of things can you do with these materials? The second part of this tip that I wanna give you today is to spark sensory learning. Start by offering loose parts. So loose parts can be anything. The loose parts that you provide when offering opportunities to engage in sensory learning are going to vary on the subject that you might be practicing or the theme that you might be using to learn through. So, an example would be if you were learning about animals animals is one of my favorite themes to offer. So some of the loose parts that you could offer that would engage sensory learning would be things like feathers or sticks or grass or leaves. And some of the questions you could ask would be what animal could use these things to build a home. And hopefully the children would come to the conclusion that a bird could use these things to build a nest. And that would open up a conversation about birds' nests and what birds' nests are used for and why birds build nests. And then you can go into other questions about birds themselves. How birds move, how birds communicate, the questions you could ask would be endless. And the loose parts that you can use are endless as well. I enjoy offering loose parts for every topic that I engage young learners in, but it's Especially when we are learning and attempting to build sensory learning skills. Some of my favorite materials to use when I'm engaging in sensory learning are water, or as I said, feathers, or buttons. I also like to offer tools for encouraging kids to uh, practice the skill that they're being offered by using the tools that I offer. So that is the tip that I have for you today. Offer questions to gauge kids in conversations that spark learning around sensory experiences. And use loose loose parts. Loose parts can be anything that you may have handy. They may be things that you specifically designate for a specific topic or experience. So now I wanna talk a little bit more about your tool for this week. Tools that you can use to encourage sensory learning really and truly are endless. It depends on the subject that you're learning, whether you're learning math, whether you're learning science, whether you're attempting to build language. All of these things are going to determine what kind of tools you use to build sensory learning. So some of my favorite tools are things like dirt. Um, I like to offer things that represent animal parts. I like to use plant parts. And by this I mean I have offered things like pine cones, twigs, leaves, roots, and even fruits that grow on particular trees to get kids to talk about plants and talk about plant life and the stages that plants go through. Animals is an all-time favorite that we talk about over and over again, and you can offer things like fur or pieces of leather to represent scales, or you can offer shells, that's another favorite, uh, loose parts that we use use when we are studying animals. And you can talk about where the different types of shells can be found, and the different types of animals that might live in them, and are they really animals, or are they insects, or are they some other sort of life form. So now I want to talk to you about... My favorite way to use invitations and engage sensory learning. And that is through long term projects. So I like to do projects over about a week's time. And each day of that week, I like to cover a different subject and each day we stick to a specific theme and we do something that contributes to exploring that theme and completing a project through science or math or art or language or motor skills. And it's just a really fun way to practice these different skills while you learn different subjects as you are building a project. Kids love to be creative. Kids love to learn through hands-on experiences and active learning. And doing a long-term project is the perfect way to do that. So, some of my favorite long-term projects are what I'm going to share with you for the rest of this episode. And as I go through each topic, I'm going to give you some examples of activities that you can do while building the long-term project. So the first one is planets and the solar system. So you can talk about planets. You can talk about the atmosphere. You can talk about stars. You can talk about how these things all begin. What do they begin as? And a fun Way to do a long-term project with this is to build your own planet or build your own star. And this does require some research. This requires research around how do planets start? What are planets made of? Same thing for stars. How do stars begin? What are they made of? What are the different forms that they take as they evolve? Those are some really fun questions you can use to get kids excited about exploring the topic. And then you can engage in New messages science experiences. And you can get them to engage in science experiments that spur them along the process of building their own planet or creating their own star and using different materials and different cause and effect learning to figure out how they can create their own planet build their own atmosphere, or make their own star. Number two is gardens. Gardens is a favorite one. Um, It's a great way to learn about plants. It's a great way to learn about uh, insects and how insects help plants and hurt plants and how plants help insects opens up learning about butterflies and worms and all kinds of fun things and you can talk about the different kinds of things that you can grow in a garden. You can talk about how some gardens are for food, fruits and vegetables and herbs. You can talk about how some gardens are for flowers and for plants and the different ways that you can create these and what the different steps are to creating a garden and what do the different foods or the different plants start as what's the first step you have to take do you start with plants what does the plant come from number three is life cycles Life Cycles is a great long term project for studying different kinds of animals. You can study animals that live under the sea. You can study animals that fly. You can study animals that live under the ground. You can use animal life cycles to talk about the different species of animals and how they're all the same and how they're all different and then you can talk about how the life cycles of different species are the same and different and you can experiment with the life stages that they all go through what do they start from do they start as eggs do they start as a caterpillar? Do they start from something else? So these are fun experiments and questions that you can ask to get curious kids curious about animals and how animals begin life and progress through life. Number four is one of my favorite long term projects, and it's a cooking involved long term project. Um, specifically, I call this one Alphabet or Math Soup, and you can get kids to make real soup, or you could even do pizza, and you could do alphabet, spelling, or math pizza. And it's just a fun way to practice recognizing the letter that an ingredient starts with, learning how to spell the name of each ingredient. And then building your math skills as you measure ingredients as you're making your soup or you're making your uh, pizza. Number five is construction. If you've been following my podcast, (coughs) excuse me, for any period of time, you know that I enjoy construction. Construction is fun for kids of all ages because you can really engage their creativity. And construction can be robots. Construction can be animal habitats. Construction can be buildings or cities. But we'll get to that in a second. So construction can be a long-term project that engages math, engages eye-hand coordination, engages science, as you experiment with the different types of uh, building materials, bricks, and glue, and caulk, and mortar, and making your own versions of these things or using your own materials to create your own structures. And lastly, build a city or build a town. Now construction and build a city or build a town go hand in hand. So you could really do an entire month's worth of learning by combining these two themes together, and each day you could add to your city. You could talk about the different buildings that you find in a city. So each day you could focus on a different building in the city, and you could talk about why the building is part of the city, and who uses the building, and what is what do they use it for? And then you could get loose parts and start to construct, say, your own post office, or your own water fountain, or your own pool, or your own school building, or your own apartment, or your own house. And this opens up conversations about what materials would you use to build these different buildings, and what would they look like, and what would they be built of, and you could have so much fun creating your own, uh, city or town, and it makes for a really great keepsake activity. Um... I have done this personally I have done this with groups of kids of many different ages and they all seem to enjoy it and it's one that can be adapted for the age and skill level of each group of children or each individual child so these are six ways that you can engage in long-term projects as you practice and build sensory learning. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast, and I hope you'll come back and join me next week when we'll talk about another topic of invitations, and I'll share some more fun learning and skill-building activities with you. Thank you for joining me this week, and I can't wait to talk to you next week.